0: Come in Oh my god, oh my god, let's call it. You have a nasty habit of surviving well, You know what they say about the fittest?
1: We're back. That sound means it is time for Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith. This is the only show on the airwaves where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. That's right. Our number, 904-606-0842. That's 904-606-0842. Like the B-52 song. I've been mentioning on this program that our station call-in number is the same as the B-52 song, 6060842. And I, I finally listened to it. And just like every other B-52 song, I'm into it. Everyone, I defy you to name a B-52 song that isn't great. Okay, maybe that's our topic for today. Call in with B-52 songs you don't like. That's negative. First show. This is our first show of our Sunday block of talk shows here on Radio Free Brooklyn. If you have been listening all morning, you just heard a rerun, a re-air of Art Star Scene's most recent episode. Uh, we thank them for that lead-in bump. They're a popular show. Popular show, and so are we. Young Persons Radio. We were followed by 11 a.m. Uh, by Points of Order, the great sports talk show, which I'm sure we'll be talking all about the NBA trades today, which... Don't ask me my opinion on them. I have none. I did not follow them. I'm not mad. Everybody seems mad about the NBA trades. I don't know why. Don't call and ask. If you want to call and ask someone, you should stick around at 11 a.m. and call the points of order, guys, because I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure they'll tell you they'll be here uh, momentarily. They are followed at 12 uh, noon by The Stroll Show where we interview local bands, and then they are followed at 1 p.m. by Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we've got your whole range of interest covered this morning, so do not touch that dial for the rest of the day. It's a lazy Sunday. It's a lazy Sunday here Here uh, at 90 degrees. Uh, it's a holiday weekend, I guess, with uh, Fourth of July on a Tuesday. Everyone's taking a nice extended break, so I want to welcome everybody who's barbecuing, listening to the show today. I'm sure you've all, uh, you've gathered your families around, you've traveled far and wide to go and see them bring together your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your weird cousins you don't like, and you shouldn't. You don't feel guilty for not liking them. You shouldn't like them. What's there to like about them? Don't like them. But, you know what they like? I'm sure it's this show. So gather them all around. Say hey, hey. Put put a, put the put take a break from grilling for a second. Colb's on the radio. That's right. I want to also extend our welcome. We continue to get downloads uh, from Russia, <laughs> according to our podcast analytics. Uh, so I have prepared a special welcome for our Russian audience today. Uh, here it comes. Welcome, Russian fans, to Young Persons Radio. I adore this song, your national anthem, and I mean you no harm in the coming feud, the decades-long war that is soon to begin between our two countries. I am not your enemy. I have a great affinity for your people. I have always been a winter guy, for example. I'm a fan of long winters. I like that about your country. Also, my favorite character in *Goldeneye* was always Boris, and the Billy Joel song *Leningrad* is the only one of his that I like. So, welcome. Please enjoy my show. Spare me from the oncoming, the oncoming uh, uh, technological onslaught that you are going to unleash on America's systems. And please stop trying to hack the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com site. It would be a great service to us and to this show that I know you love so much. You are unique in the world, one of a kind. These are just the lyrics now to the Russian national anthem Native land protected by God. Be glorious. Our free motherland. And listen to Young Persons Radio every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn, where you can get it at radiofreebrooklyn.com. That's the lyric. That's the last lyric to the Russian national anthem, is to make sure you listen to Young Persons Radio. On Sunday mornings, ten a.m. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Speaking of uh, station business. Speaking of station business. I said whenever we last did a show, which was June eighteenth, two weeks ago. I said, I announced that I, we now have a, uh, we now have a uh, 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 email address for the show which is YPR at org. If you're listening to this, you've probably done it on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. That is not the email address. The email address is YPR at org. as we are a nonprofit station now. And I made a pledge last week that I would read on the air the first five emails I get to that address, Okay the first five emails there are still if you want your email to be read on the air and I will read it regardless of what it says I'll read every word you should email ypr at radiofreebrooklyn.org and I will read everything that you say in that email we have our first one for example today this is from a listener named Bryce and as I said I would I will read every word of this so this is I'm about to, I'm going to say quote whenever I, whenever we begin, whenever Bryce's email begins. Okay. This is our first, our, our first piece of uh, fan mail. Quote, I am a fan. I have many spines. Marcus has left the apartment and I am free to waft about the space. Pushing soot from the fireplace onto the ottoman. My cry for attention. I long for the factory days. Days where I was with you, my kin, my fellow fanlings. Eager to cool Georgian bells on sultry southern evenings or a white actress portraying a geisha in a feature film. So giddy we were, so foolish. Marcus hasn't used me once. I ache to lower the homeostasis of mine owner, spreading the beads of sweat across his forehead and neck. I am so very lonely. Let my song of sorrow be heard, kind Colby. Yours true... Bryce, end quote. True to my word. I'll read everything that that email, the first five emails that YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org receives. I will read them. And if that is any indication, uh, the bar is super low. (laughs) For these guys. So please send us an email. Please send us an email. But in the meantime, we're back back. Young Persons Radio is back. I have two topics for the show this morning. Two topics, mainly because I could not decide between one. This first one especially is an open-ended question. I was talking about the show to, uh, I'm not going to say who it was. It was a listener, a listener. And they said, Kolb, you know what would be a funny joke for you to say on the radio You know, because your station is an internet station. It doesn't broadcast on terrestrial radio. You should say, we are broadcasting on WIFI. Like Wi-Fi. But, you know, radio stations are usually four letters. and, And on the East Coast, they start with W's. And I cannot, I truly have no idea if that is... The dumbest thing I've ever heard, or if it's like a pretty solid, like subtle joke to throw in there. Just like to breeze over, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, we're this young person's radio broadcasting on WIFI here at Radio Free Brooklyn. And then just like keep going with the rest of the show. I feel like that's the only way to make it work as like a little Easter egg. But now I've called too much attention to it by even calling this person out. And I think that presented in the way that I presented it, I maybe weighted the listenership a little closer to the opinion that it's the dumbest thing anyone's ever heard. It's like like Wi-Fi. Like spell out Wi-Fi. W I F I. Broadcasting on WIFI. So if you have an opinion either way as to whether this WIFI thing is is even a joke. At all, Or if you like it or you don't like it, give us a call at 904-606-0842 between now and 11 a.m. That's 904-606-0842 to call in to us here at, at Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn on the air this morning. The other topic, I told you I have a second topic. Uh, the topic I'm, I also would like to hear calls on today is, you can't keep us down. Is the top. What are the things that you've been working on that you've been doing for a long time and you think, and everybody's just telling you to quit? They might not be saying to quit, but you can tell by their lack of interest or whatever that they're telling you to quit. Things you've been working on, things that you've been trying to make happen, and everyone just wouldn't matter if it went away. It wouldn't matter to them if it went away. What are those things? Well, you keep doing it because they can't keep you down. They can't keep you down. And for me, that's this show. That's this show. That's this show. We've been doing it better part of a year now. It'll be a year come November. We're gonna keep doing it. We've been away the last two weeks. Uh, well, I mean, we, we we missed two weeks out of the four in uh, in uh, in June. And uh, I'm gonna talk more about that in a second. But first, I want to hear from our first caller, uh, who I'm going to bring onto the air right now. Caller, uh, can you? I can hear you. Can you hear me?
2: Yes. Hello, Colby. Hello. How's it going? Hi.
1: It's going well. Who's who's calling?
2: Uh, my name's Sim Heaney. S- Everyone calls me Lower East Simon. Lower in the Lower East Side.
1: Okay. Lower, e- Lower East Simon. Okay.
2: And i I was calling. I was calling because I I, I had you were also having trouble with the New York City Landmark Association.
1: Yes. Uh for those yeah, who don't know we don't like it. I know oh, tell, tell me about it. For those of people who don't know, we started off this year with a campaign to get me declared a living landmark for the city of New York, which is a thing you can do. And I was this close to landing an interview with those. I was going to have them on the show. I wasn't going to prank them. I think they thought this was like a prank show. I was just going to have them on and earnestly okay. talk about the landmark's conservancy. But they were too chicken, too chicken to come on.
2: They have poor values, Colby. They don't value what's really important in this city, what really needs to be preserved, you oh, know what I mean?
1: Lower East Simon, you are speaking my language this morning. I'm picking I've up what you're putting down. I've been trying to
2: get down. them to conserve. I've been trying to get them to conserve. Uh, 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 you know, Mars bar uh, recently torn down. There's a bathroom stall in that bar uh-huh. that 15 years ago, I wrote, uh, wrote Bonds & Noble Go Home, uh, you know, as a protest. Sure. For the, the gentrification that was happening, and uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty subversive. It had a lot of impact on the community, and uh, they they just haven't been returning my calls. So
1: are you no you single one? Have you been you've been a, a long time resident of the Lower East Side of Manhattan? Correct,
2: Colby. I've been living there for the last twenty five years.
1: Twenty five? Oh wow, wow. Okay, okay. I, I
2: I it was I was living there when it was still the other East Side. The other Bank. East Side. Yeah. The Upper East Side. Oh. It was the Upper East Side, but then but then the bottom part fell off, so they just renamed it.
1: <laughs> but... but I didn't know that. I, the
2: Ocean. I, I will I, I say I'm not... a true uh... fact. Look at it. Up. Linear history. Linear uh, yeah, history. I was just
1: going to say, I, I, uh, I'm not as up on New York history as I thought. I didn't notice what happened.
2: Yeah, I grew up there. Uh, I studied art at a karate school <laughs> on Delancey Street. Uh, never graduated. You know, uh, they wanted me to. I was like, I don't know, it feels a little too corporate to me, you know. The whole, uh the whole like colored belt system. Uh huh. You really need a belt to let people know who you are, you know? Not for me. I
1: Not understand me. that. So what you were? Yeah. What so kind I, of art were you doing at the karate school?
2: The art of the empty hand. Oh, of course. <laughs> right? You feel? You, you see? Yeah, I you got it. I, I feel it. I feel cool. It. Cool. Yeah, so after I dropped out of art school, uh, basically, I was, I was hanging out at the old, uh, at the Mercury Lounge, and sure. uh, this guy comes up to me, and he says, Hey, you want to make $50? Put on the dress and shut your mouth. And that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how I became a roadie for the Libertines.
1: Really? The Libertines?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the very beginning of my journey. I honestly, me the stories I could tell you, I got wall stories.
1: Oh, well, well, sorry. I mean, this is this is a I, I want this to be, you know, a cultural show. I would love to hear them.
2: I mean, what do you want to know in the in the late 90s, early 00s, like I was just I was the man on mm. the scene. I know all these guys. All these guys uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I was This doesn't tell the Pixies to quiet down. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh a lot of these bands I sort of you know, I came up with them, I sort of I helped them I named a lot of them. Oh, interesting. You know okay. What
1: well, what are some of the ones
2: you I mean, named? Well you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They were originally they were they were originally called the Alright already's <laughs> uh you know, it was a little much. The white stripes that okay. came from an argument me and Jack White had over the best
3: tiger color.
1: <laughs> and he said so, who was on the side of just orange and black? It's good.
3: I was
2: for the orange stripes, and he was like, "He was like Simon, you got it all wrong. It's the white stripes."
1: I here's the and thing. You know, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Sure. Oh, I was just gonna say that you know, you know, time proved him wrong. Obviously, obviously.
1: I was just gonna say, I I totally believe that Jack White is the kind of guy who would name his band. After, like, an argument he had just to, like, prove he was right?
2: Well, you know, he's very contrarian, but he's also very warm. Mm. He's very warm. Every year, Jack White, if you're on his list, he'll send you a ham on Valentine's Day. Really? That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the card's always like, like, I got to ham it to you. Or, like, uh, I, I can't forget the time we shared. You know, he just likes it. He thinks it's funny.
1: Yeah, that's but, uh, that. That is surprise. I would not have expected Jack White to do that kind of. That's a little farther away than I would have expected.
2: No, he's really into it. He's really into it. Oh. He likes sending hams by post. <laughs> Uh, what else?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, okay. So, so you... I don't know. You, you're, you're a veteran, I guess, of the music scene, like Lower East Side, late 90s, early 2000s. You're one of the only ones left. So you, you still live in the neighborhood then? You haven't been forced out by, by rising rents and gentrification and all of that?
2: Honestly, Colby, if you can call it living, if you can still call it living, you know, with these hipsters and these art students and these Mm -hmm. skateboarders with good manners, you know... Poses, twins, right. dogs that know how to use money. It's just, it's just unrecognizable.
1: Yeah, I uh, well, I don't know if you recall, you know, uh, I, I, it, my picture of uh, Lower East Side, based on what I've read in uh, interviews of that time, is just kids hanging out on stoops, just spitting on cars.
2: Yeah, that's what we did when we were kids. but yeah. but, but now, but now the new kids do it, and it's, and it's lame. Right. And it's different and it's changed and it's bad.
1: So, you let me ask you this, Lower East Simon. Where do you fall on, where, where, what do you think of fidget spinners?
2: On fidget spinners? Yeah. Yeah. Fidget spinners?
1: Yeah. Do you know what they are?
2: Uh, It was a band I was in from 2001 (laughs) to 2003. Otherwise, I have not heard of it.
1: Okay, fair, fair. That's not that's not too surprising, <laughs> Simon. I was
2: in a lot of bands, you know, a lot of bands, and a lot of weird names.
1: Yeah, like what?
2: Uh, you know,
1: the fidget spinners.
2: I was in pancake pancake supper,
1: pancake surfer, uh,
2: pancake supper. Oh, pancake you know, supper. Okay, that was back then. People only had pancakes in the morning. and I was like, why? You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. You uh, pushed that envelope.
2: Sophie's Choice Awards. <laughs> Uh, I'm in a, right now I'm in a, I'm in a Strokes tribute band, uh, uh, called Different Strokes. Uh, Julian Casablancas doesn't like that, but, uh, you know, I knew, I knew him back when cold one time he pretended to be a doctor as a prank and a kid died.
1: Did he perform surgery?
2: He pretended to be a doctor as a prank and he was like, oh, let me, uh, you know, let me check your vitals. Uh, and, and 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 the kid went into shock and they were like help him doctor help him and Julius Casablancas was like uh you know uh what do i do my jacket's made out of the same material my pants is made out of <laughs> and then you know the kid died
1: <laughs> so J- julian casablancas was too worried about uh his jacket his doctor jacket
2: No, it was a jean jacket, C. Oh,
1: I see. And, uh, I see.
2: He, was, he, he thought that was really cool.
1: Uh-huh. Well, in, it in is. In a moment
2: of crisis, it was, it, was, it was useless to save the life of a small child. and uh, He's never worn a jean jacket since.
1: I do want to say, if I, was the, if I was that child and a guy in a jean jacket strolled into my hospital room and said, let me check your vitals, I might be shocked also.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the of C. He had a stethoscope on him.
1: Oh, okay. So he looked like it. He had a stethoscope of one of those like radiation meters on his pocket. Yeah,
2: and, and you know the kid was just ready to play ball. He was ready to play ball. He was like, "I'll take it."
1: But he'll never. Now he'll never play ball again.
2: Yes. <laughs> Kobe, that is very funny. I love <laughs> making you. fun of dead kids with you. I love <laughs> making fun of dead kids with you on your show.
1: Thank you, Lowery Simon. Now, Lowery Simon, I uh uh I have I have some calls waiting to come in. Um do you uh do you have any parting words?
2: Well, I just want to say, you know, keep trying. Thank you. Keep trying with the landmark conservancy. I know I will, you know. I uh Someone very important to me told me once to never give up, and I haven't given up since.
1: Who Who was that?
2: That person was Lou Reed. Lou Reed told you to bed. never
1: give up. On, wait, you visited Lou Reed on his deathbed?
2: Lou Reed gave me, he made me return like seven copies of Baby Geniuses to Blockbuster <laughs> in 2013. <laughs> you know, and he was like sick, right? He was sick. Like he, And I was like, Lou, they don't, they don't have Blockbusters anymore. So, he Lou me, Reed... You know what
1: Lou Reed had checked out the movie Baby Geniuses seven times from different blockbusters, I guess, from in the city and kept them long enough so that Blockbuster went out of business. And then you try I guess he forgot in his like sickness that they were closed. He'd
2: well he'd rent them see he'd rent them and he'd love it and then he'd forget about it. And then we'd be in a blockbuster and he'd be like, What's this what's this baby geniuses thing? That's funny. Babies aren't, but they're small. And I was like, "Blue, it's a great film. You're gonna love it." And he'd get it again, and he'd do it over and over. And when he was sick and dying, right in the hospital, uh-huh. he told me he gave me he gave me the sex Baby Geniuses <laughs> copies, and he said he said he couldn't take Baby Geniuses where he was going, and that I had to give him back. Uh, and I uh, I keep them in a glass display in my home.
1: Oh, that's good. that's I uh, that's great. Did he sign them?
2: Colby he was dead. Okay,
1: sure, sure. Well, Lowery Simon, uh I have I have so enjoyed talking to you. I hope you'll call again sometime. Oh for
2: sure, Colby, for sure. All right, you take care now.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the encouragement.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. It's me, but it's mostly Lou Reed. Okay, it's
1: Okay, I'll take it as Lou Reed's encouragement. Bye now, Colby. Goodbye, Lou Reed, Simon. How about that, young person's radio caller? You are on the air, Colby. Oh, I know who this is. It's Marta. Everybody, Marta. Good morning. <laughs>
4: Good morning. How, how are
1: you? I'm doing well. It's nice to talk to you. I missed you again last week.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I missed the show. But I, I realize that when I don't listen to your show, I get a lot more done in the morning. Well, but sure. It's okay. It's worth it. It's worth, the, it's worth the trade-off.
1: I'm okay with this show's identity being that of a productivity suck. <laughs> Where it's like, I'm just going to throw on Colb's uh, show and just clean the house, and then you're just so wrapped up inattention that you can't focus on anything else
4: yeah i try to do that i have like a speaker i put it on but <laughs> it's uh it's, it's a little a little lot going on in my apartment but um lower east
1: simon yeah so, simon? oh lower oh, east Simon. wow, wow. martin you went blue just now <laughs> i'm not used to this
4: is that is that that wasn't
1: Tim, was it? No, that was definitely not Tim. Tim, if Tim called in, it would sound like hey.
4: <laughs> oh, um. So, um. Okay. So remember we talked about the uh the lady um yes. in um in uh, uh low, no 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 in Soho her. right? She, she's in NoHo. NoHo.
1: No-ho. Okay, I, I was uh, close. Yep.
4: Yep, uh, about the, the pigeons and stuff. Um, so we're trying to figure out what to do with that. But uh, I, I think she's going to call you today.
1: Oh, good, good. Okay. Well, yes, tell her, tell her, give her the number. Tell her I'm here until 11 o'clock. She can call any time and we'll, we'll get the word out.
4: Okay, okay, great. And, um, Colby, do you have any pigeon stories for me?
1: I don't. Oh, you know what? It's so funny that you say that. I do have a pigeon story. Because, you know, okay, as you know, Marta, I, I am a I I traffic, I'm a comedian. I, my, my words are my work. Yes. I'm an artist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so last night I yes. go and, I go and do this show. And one of the comedians on the show, uh, her name is Emily Duncan. She is very funny and everyone should check her out if they don't know who she is. Uh, she okay. had a joke in which she said, follow I'm just going to do her act now this is a no no but I'm going to do it anyway for your sake she said okay. uh uh you know sometimes I wonder if pigeons could talk they'd still be the worst bird
4: if they could talk they'd still be the worst bird cuz
1: you think she's going to say like all the stories they would tell and then she just says they yeah, would still yeah. be the worst bird so this
4: oh yeah, Emily. I, I even say, I even say, if pigeons were color a different color, would would people treat them differently? Like, you know, I mean, I feel like people are are, are color racist towards them because they're gray or whatever. Yeah. it's yeah. like uh, if they were pink or blue or you know, be like, oh, there's a blue yeah. bird, there's a, you know, and and um, it's like, oh, okay, so. So I mean the same thing with cats. People are like oh I don't like black cats. Mm-hmm. The the least adopted animal is the black cat and the black dog. Can you believe really? that?
1: Really, that's that's interesting. I feel like uh, uh well if, you know, the black cat thing I, I guess understand because people like if there's a superstitious thing at work. You know people are afraid of yeah. the bad luck. But if it's your black cat, there's no way that the bad luck thing transfers if it's your black cat. Because that black cat's gonna be walking in front of you all the time. <laughs>
4: you Exactly. And why wouldn't you like a black dog? I mean, this is, it's just, it just is so dumb. Yeah. So as far as pigeons, it's like pigeons are, you know, they're gray. And I mean, I, I mean, they also have purple and green around their necks, but you know, it's like people like, oh, they're ugly, they're dirty. And of course, you know, like your friend said, they don't talk. Right. So it's like, you know, unless they're like, you know, color, they, they, you know, it's like they have to have human qualities for people to. Appreciate. I hate Mm -hmm. that. Oh, oh, they're smart. Oh, they got to be smart. Oh, well, guess what? I like dumb animals. Okay, sure. It's like it's like I hate that whole thing too. It's like oh, I don't eat it because oh, I'll eat eat the dumbest animal. You know? (laughs) Oh yeah, but I won't eat the smart animals. Okay, well, real good there. but yeah, it's like uh, it, you know. P- well, pigeons are intelligent, though. I do like to say that. I mean, because it is true. Well, uh, they wouldn't be living here. They wouldn't live like... in the city if they weren't as intelligent as they are. Yeah. So, um, same thing for us. You know, we're, we're 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 the we're the smarter species. The the, the New Yorker, right?
1: Mm. Sure, sure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I, so, bet yeah, if, so anyway. I bet if I bet if
1: I bet if pigeons looked like a macaw, everyone would love them.
4: Of course, exactly. If they looked like a macaw, it would be a totally, they would be, yeah, it'd be completely different. Um, Do you ever
1: see, when but, you go uh, to the Wild uh, Bird Fund, are there any macaws? <laughs> no, they
4: won't, they, they won't take care of uh, domestic birds. They only take care of wild birds.
1: Gotcha, okay, well, it's the Wild Bird Fund.
4: Yep. They have chickens, they have hens, they have geese, they have all kinds of different birds. Amazing birds, but they won't take care of your, you know, your macaw or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, go ahead.
4: But that's it. So, um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, hopefully, my friend, um, will call in a little bit and talk to you about what's going on.
1: Good. Yes, I hope to talk to her too.
4: Okay. Great. All and right. Have a, have a great weekend, Kobe. Yes,
1: you too. We'll talk next time, Marta.
4: Okay. Okay. Bye.
1: Young Persons Radio. You're on the air. This is Colby. Hi. Is
0: this, this is um, this is Margaret Martha's pigeon friend? Oh,
1: we were just talking about you, Margaret.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard Colby that you were talking about me a couple of weeks ago. We were. And were trying to reach me, so I'm I'm really so happy to be on the show. And it so happens, Colby, that my topic fits into everything that you've been talking about well. so far this morning well so i'm so I, I glad want to start out by saying i love the wifi okay i, I definitely want to uh, weigh in on that yeah i think i think that's great
1: well so far you're the only and, one who's voted so uh wifi is way ahead <laughs> in the poll <laughs>
0: Well, I I hope it keeps up. I think it was a brilliant idea. I just wrote down, I have my show notes in front of
1: me. I wrote down next to WIFI, plus one Margaret. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be the first one to weigh in on that.
1: So two weeks ago, Um, Marta Marta told us a little bit about what your your situation is. But if you wanted to do it for our new listeners this week, just put in your own words what is going on with you and your landlord and your pigeons, etc.?
0: You, right well uh, i i also want to uh fit it into the other things that you've been talking about, like how you you can't keep me down you yeah you really can't keep me down yeah and and also and also I happen to live in a landmark building really so to that yeah. well okay
1: um, <laughs> i'm so, yeah, I suddenly see something in this for myself <laughs>
0: I know. Well as you can see, Colby, this is really a multi level story. Okay You know, as as things in New York tend to be, right? Yes. You know, yes. multi multifaceted. And
4: uh-huh.
0: and ultimately it all boils down to real estate. That's the you know, that's the essence of things in New York, isn't it? It's all about real estate and how pigeons are not welcome yes. in New York City real estate. They're you know, not welcome in landmark buildings.
1: I might suggest that if pigeons want a, uh, want a home in New York, they should form a shell company, right? Form a shell company with a numbered Swiss bank account and uh, buy a luxury okay. apartment through that because that seems to work uh, really well. Wow,
0: what, what, what a concept. We'll, we'll have to talk more about that because okay. All right. I do obviously need a, a lot of help. You know, in, in this yes. case, um, I started out by saying, "Oh, you know, this is the subject of how you you can't keep me down," yes. and and yet I have I am under court order to to not feed the pigeons. Yeah, or the bird the birds and that you know, Colby. The great irony in here is that the landlady actually works for the United Nations, which just announced just at the very. Moment that this case was presented, uh, this mm-hmm. lawsuit, um, they they presented a global initiative to protect birds, and here is the landlady saying, "Nope, you you cannot feed birds at my building. It's affecting the business of our uh, fancy schmancy boutique <laughs> oak. Yes. Uh, a pigeon actually walked through their door." Their pit their livelihoods are being affected mm-hmm. but now what's interesting to me Colby is I happen to hear from um, from our musical friend Martha that that you heard that oak had not actually complained about the pigeon walking through the door or uh, this was interesting to me because the the lawsuit is, is largely founded on the premise of it, it, the pigeons adversely affecting their business.
1: You know, I don't want to. I don't want to s- sound like someone at a congressional hearing here, but I do not recall that. <laughs> 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 My lawyer has just informed me that the best way to to, to uh, proceed <laughs> is to say I do not recall the saying that.
0: <laughs> you do not recall. You do not recall. I do not yeah. recall. Um, I can, I appreciate that. I
1: Appreciate
0: that. <laughs> Um, so, but that is that is the essence of of the case that the uh, you know the the pigeon poop is affecting adversely affecting uh, the the business of of oak, and so they are you know keep, keeping me, keeping me down. Now, now I I had thought that the fire escape would really be a perfect place to feed pigeons uh-huh. because if you if you pay any attention at all to pigeons and new Yorkers the interaction between the two you'll notice that it's very very hard to find a good place to feed pigeons because new Yorkers do not care about them they they think that whatever they the humans are doing is just so so important that that why should a pigeon trying to get a little morsel for survival uh, be worthy uh, worthy of my attention? And so what do they do? They walk right through them. You throw a little something down for them. The human on his cell phone or her cell phone just walks right through them. So it's nearly impossible to find a nice spot to give a pigeon something to... Dine in yes. peace.
1: I want quiet. to say, I so want to say unequivocally, we here at Young Persons Radio support the feeding of pigeons, despite what one of our callers, uh, despite one of our callers' objections. <laughs> yes. So well, how can uh, how can people uh, how can people support uh, you, Margaret? How can how can we uh, can we like send? Can we? What what do you want? What do you want from our listeners? Because they're re- I'm hearing from them; they're ready to stand up with you.
0: Oh wow! Well, this this is a this is a wonderful thing to know because there aren't that many pigeon supporters around. You know, mo- most people, if you even talk about the subject of pigeons, it immediately turns to pigeon poop. The, the problem yes. of pigeons, the rodents but of you know, the air. But you know what? Yeah, I mean, but but isn't our city just filled with poop of all kinds? And, <laughs> and in my opinion, it's the it's the human. It's the human messes that yes, are the,
1: the problem. human messes. Not
0: not the pigeons. Yes.
1: I think we should fight the real enemy, which is those shell companies I, <laughs> I mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah, well I think you're onto something there. Thank you, and and how can everyone support me? Well I think this is a very good start. You know, just getting you know, getting the pigeon voices together and um and you know the written word too i mean i love you know i love the the, the spoken word like this just getting the conversation going about, about pigeons mm-hmm. and the lack of respect that this city has not only for them but all of its wildlife it's uh the city is terrible terrible in its uh, selfishness mm. and its disregard and it's it's just uh you know, all about greed and and money and the the, the wildlife just get nothing. You know, and, and when you think also about the terrible, terrible amount of waste in the city, how much how much food? You know, as I said, I I live in the NoHo area, which is really the NYU area now. Mm-hmm. NYU is you know everywhere, yeah. and the amount of food waste just uh atrocious, really, and do you there know, are uh, little creatures.
1: do you know Fran Leibowitz, Margaret?
0: Yes, so, great writer.
1: So she, I, I don't think, I don't know if she coined this or not, but I've heard her refer to your neighborhood as NYU-istan. In
0: NYU what?
1: Istan. Like Afghanistan, nyu Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a, that's a great description. Yeah. That does describe it. <laughs> and uh, they they all seem to have a great deal of money. They they spend, they spend it on lots and lots of expensive food in mm-hmm. the area, and so much of it is just discarded, half eaten. And I I have observed so much of this food, which the little. Creatures, the little guys of the city, would appreciate any little morsel of this. But no, it go, it goes straight into the garbage. So one of the things that I do is I salvage some some of these things and I make what I call the New York blend. I I blend things up in my NutriBullet and I add it to to bird seed and in my and I take it with me and in I have several groups of several families of pigeons that I feed. Um, elsewhere, you know, because you know I'm banned from, from feeding at my at my building. So I've had I've had to lure all of the, um, the the pigeon friends who had enjoyed my fire escape. I've had to, you know, lure them, you know, away from the from the building. Mm-hmm. And but I enjoy sharing with them whatever it is I have. I, I it brings it's an easy way to bring a lot of joy. Yes, and I was one of those people who watched Mary Poppins as a kid. Very much influenced by Mary Poppins. You know, feed the birds, feed the birds. um, Tuppence, how did it go? Feed the birds, Tuppence. uh, I don't know. Tuppence a bag. Tuppence a bag. I
1: don't know. What's uh what are what are other songs with Mary? Is that Chim Chimney Chim Chimney Chim Chim, 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 Chim Chim Chiru? Is that Mary Poppins? Yeah. What that, about uh yeah. What about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? We love you. Is that Mary Poppins? No, that's that's Chitty Chitty Bang. Bang. What about uh Can you feel <laughs> the love tonight? Is that Mary Poppins? I do so-
0: think so. But I but I wouldn't swear to it. Okay, but okay. The, but the main the main song, the main thing that influenced me was See the Birds, tucked in the Bag. See okay. the birds, tucked in the Bag. And uh it, it's something also that I enjoy doing as a way of honoring my my uh, late mother because she was always concerned about the pigeons. She hmm. would say, Well who feeds the pigeons? Who feeds the pigeons? You know, and, and, and one day I saw some pigeons eating uh, glass fragments on the street. I mean that's wow. how desperate they are and wow. I said, You know what? I, I, I can't I can't I can't ignore I can't ignore their plight. I must be a voice. Yes. Presume. Well
1: Margaret, I want to thank you so much for for calling and uh, and talking about this today. And I hope uh, I hope you'll call again sometime. We'll go. We'll, we're you, with you. We're thank with you. you. We're with you.
0: Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a voice pigeon.
1: It's, it's. I've got to be a voice to somebody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Margaret. Enjoy the rest okay. of your weekend.
0: You too. A pleasure to meet you, Cole.
1: You too. I have a feeling I know where the rebuttal is coming in. Is this Tim? Hey, (laughs) Colby! There he is. How are you, buddy?
3: Oh, man. I was doing pretty good. Woke up early, got my coffee, (laughs) uh, ate some cereal on my bed, spilled some milk on the bedspread. It disappeared instantly, which is a cause for concern. (laughs) The absorption rate on my comforter is off the charts. And then I tuned in, and not only... Are you blatantly shouting out to our greatest enemy, Russia? You're supporting our second greatest enemy as a country, pigeons. <laughs> Tim I, and I just want to say, go ahead. That the lawsuit against Margaret is a prime example of our government doing its job. Oh no! What it was set up to do? How All dare right? you? Because there are a there are a lot of problems in New York. The MTA is trash. Crime is through the roof. Crime
1: is not through the roof.
3: You have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Crime is through the roof.
3: Prioritizing these decisions. <laughs> because this needs to happen. If we don't take care of the little things, the big things won't happen either.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I, I support my listeners. I want them to have a voice through me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you to take turn it down, Tim. But I am gonna say, this, uh, this sweet lady who's just lived in the city for a long time is having some legal trouble. That sounds unfair to me. And you just take this opportunity to say, I'm on the side of the big guy. I don't like the little guy.
3: This is one of the few times that the government is on our side. <laughs>
1: This is what I pay taxes for. Oh wow.
3: Lawsuits
1: I private citizens. Okay, you, let me let me ask you this. Tim small part of the city. Tim, would you what? would you be willing to pose for a photo shoot and uh, submit those words to a subway campaign, like a subway ad campaign, where it's just your photo against a white background and the words you just said. I, Tim Keck, think the government should target pigeons.
3: Yes. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. I'm going to yeah, make it happen. Good use of our taxpayer money.
1: I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to write down. Really,
3: you couldn't get the Landmark Society on board. Tim the Keck will hang all the posters.
1: ad campaign. By the way,
3: you know what I did? I did realize is that uh, listening to Marta talk about how pigeons aren't colorful enough—that's yeah. why people disrespect them. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but maybe some part of me actually has some love. Uh, Some—I reluctantly, I'm, I gotta admit, there's maybe some love of pigeons mm-hmm. because uh, something I, I thought I was doing was inappropriate, but maybe it was the right thing to do. Is I've been spray painting pigeons I find on the street. Different bright colors, really. <laughs> but but maybe that's actually been helping them this whole time. So I don't know. Maybe there's a part of me that is questioning.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's making people like them more. I, I think I've seen some of your work. I I I, uh, I uh, a a pigeon flew overhead, and I know I thought that it looked gold. I thought I saw a gold pigeon. Yeah.
3: And it had a and it had a penis on the back of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, that that was the one. That was the one. It it was golden and you had, the, someone had scrawled uh, an outline of a penis on it.
2: Uh, I saw one another
1: one. one. I saw another one that was like it was like painted all yeah. white, right? And then I looked on yeah. the back, it was like walking around in front of me. It was like very it was like it, it came up to me and I saw on the back that someone had spray painted a really intricate drawing of Calvin from Calvin mm-hmm. and Hobbes and it was just like peeing on the back of the pigeon.
3: Yep, that sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> sounds exactly like something I would do.
1: Tim, uh, anything you want to plug?
3: Um, Other than I your pigeon like art? You plug. Oh, man, I don't have anything to plug. I have a question, though. Does honey go bad?
1: I don't, I think, it, no, I don't think so.
3: Okay, because it looks like this honey I have went bad.
1: What What does it look like?
3: I mean, it's kind of hard, and it kind of looks like it's all separated.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Throw it, in, throw it in the oven. See if that works.
3: Throw it in the... Uh, you want yeah. to throw a plastic container in the I want oven? you to throw a
1: plastic container of honey in your oven.
3: <laughs> how, hot, how hot and how long?
1: Pre-cook the oven to 450 degrees, and then throw the, yeah. throw the honey in it.
3: You know, I'm convinced that those numbers don't mean anything.
1: Yeah, I I know because because our threshold for like knowing the difference in temperature between 375, say, and 450 is not a lot.
3: Yeah, how come 450? All of a sudden, it's like oh, five less minutes. It's like, how do you know? I don't know. How do you know? I don't know. Who are you to tell me how to how to cook my food?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know how the honey thing yeah. goes, Tim.
3: <laughs> okay. I'll keep you posted, buddy.
1: Alright, thanks for calling as always. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, sure. Wow. All right. Don't don't do me any favors, okay?
3: Okay. Is yeah. that what you say over text? <laughs> <laughs> he got me. Okay. He got me. Later. Ooh, Tim out.
1: Bye, Tim. The only caller I let. To a sign off today. I hung up on everyone else before they were done talking. 904 606 0842 is our number if you want to call in. We've only got about 10 minutes of the show left. I uh, had all this, uh, got a, but we got a bunch of stuff to talk about still. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I got to tell you uh, uh, um, radiofreebrooklyn.com slash pledge. If you want to support the station, if this is, uh, uh, you know, if you've been liking what you're hearing and you're turning into the other shows and you like them and you want to know how you can help out, we're a nonprofit station. We do not sell ads. We don't sell you anything. We don't have corporate sponsors. We survive entirely on donations from listeners such as yourself. So if you want to learn how you can support what we're doing here uh, and Internet radio in general, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. And if you want to sponsor this show, you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.com. Oh no, it's it's rfb.nyc slash ypr. And you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the link that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc. Slash YPR, And also, don't forget to stop by our great partner, Secondhand Records, which is located just above Radio Free Brooklyn at 1345 DeKalb Avenue by the Central Avenue stop on the M train and a 10-minute walk from the DeKalb Avenue stop on the L train. Swing on by, they open at noon today, and pick up a record for 4th of July. Give yourself a nice little treat, a nice little treat for the 4th of July. That's Secondhand Records. Caller, welcome to the program. Oh, Hello. Hi.
2: Whoa. I I heard you were doing a show for maniacs. <laughs> a show for just maniacs to call up and talk about birds. Go on. Is that correct? So I have the right? A number? show for
1: maniacs to call up and talk about birds. I will say, um, you know, a lot of bird talk like today. Vibe. What?
2: Yeah, I just tuned in, and it just seems like, oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds.
1: And so you were, what were you, who is this? What, were you in the market for a show about birds?
2: My name's Dolores Mullaney. Okay. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the erstwhile antagonist and then later deuteragonist of Home Alone 2. Sure. Better known as the Pigeon Lady.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Dolores Mullaney. Do you, from,
2: from the, from the, pardon? Do
1: you still live above Carnegie Hall?
2: Of course. Where else would I go? I mean it's
1: the best it's the best rent in New York. Free.
2: It's free. Because I'm homeless, Colby. I'm homeless.
1: I feel bad about that I'm a joke. A wandering now. vagrant. I feel bad about that joke now.
4: Dolores.
2: Well, I just wanted to call up and say, uh, just mirror a lot of what I've been hearing all morning. Mm-hmm. Uh that pigeons are humans, human <laughs> beings and deserve all the rights that human beings get and frankly more. <laughs> And I just love hearing that people are advocating for pigeons instead of, you know, people living in the third world or, uh, you know, the Zika virus, uh, Mm -hmm. curing cancer. Pigeons are really more important than all those things. And I also really enjoyed listening to the the vehement moral high ground, the sense of just real, like, ethical superiority that all of these maniacs had today. Because, (laughs) frankly... It's the only thing that's going to solve the pigeon crisis.
1: It's you know what? It's uh, it's it, and it, I'm glad you you use the word crisis because that's what it is.
2: Another thing, Colby. Yeah. Okay. The best go thing ahead. About pigeons, is they're better at making love than humans are.
1: <laughs> really? I guess you would know from experience. Is that it?
2: Really, really, baby. <laughs> they are good at it. They know what's going on down there. <laughs>
1: Is your name is it Dolores or Doris? Dolores. Dolores is not a
2: real
0: name. De-
1: Dolores. Dolores. Uh, uh, please, please call again. I, I, uh, uh, I, I need to wrap up the show, but I think your voice is an important one to add to the the pigeon fight.
2: Oh, your maniac show doesn't get two hours. That's a shame.
1: I know. Because well, you know, maybe you one day.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. Keep dreaming. <laughs> Bye now.
1: Goodbye, <laughs> Dolores. <laughs> No more calls. Why? Because we only got five minutes left. Five minutes left. I had all this stuff I wanted to talk about today. All this stuff we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the big sick. Saw that. Liked it. We're going to talk about uh, Baby Driver. Saw that. Didn't like it. Uh, we're going to talk about Twin Peaks. I'm going to eat my words on Twin Peaks next week. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, So, uh, you know, be sure to tune in again next week. This has been Young Persons Radio with me, your host, Colby Smith. It is very good to be back. We missed it uh, two weeks out of four in June because I had some uh, some work stuff that was being uh, uh, a huge pain. We're done with that now. We're done with that now. Uh and uh we're back. We're not missing a single show between here and the end of the year and you can mark that on your calendars. This show will be live between uh for every week coming forward. No more missing shows. Uh we're going to blow out July. We got a lot of really fun stuff coming up in July. We got some really exciting guests. We've got some uh uh, uh really exciting calls planned. We got some fun we got some musical guests coming in. Uh, it's going to be a really, really fun month, uh, for the show. So we're going to get back on the horse. Uh, we're going to be here every week and you are going to want to hear every episode. So please tune in again next week at 10 AM, uh, to young persons radio with me, your host Colby Smith, right here in radio free Brooklyn. And be sure to, uh, stick around for, uh, uh, uh this points of order coming up. Cause they've, I know they've got a great show planned, uh, and they're uh, right outside the door, uh, just now. So they can, uh, um, they can do that. We are going to go out to a little song uh, by Roswell Kids. Uh, Roswell Kid. That's Roswell with a Z. Uh, They are a West Virginia band. Uh, Their album just came out last week. Uh, And we are going to hear it if I can get it up on the computer, which I now Roswell Kid Back next week Bye I'm up to my eyeballs In red neon suits And spray on tans
0: I'm down to my eyes